welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Wax Podcast. Took a short break because Nationals was last week or two weeks ago. Um, and then I could not line my schedule up with our next guest. And it's uh, Eric from Insta Trading Cards. That's his Instagram. I'm super pumped and thankful he could come on today. Um, I actually talked to Eric a lot through a group chat we're in and then just through direct messages in general. Eric, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Don, for having me. I appreciate it. What's up, everybody? It's uh, it's Eric from Insta Trading Cards. I'm uh, happy to be here. I'm, I'm happy you're on. Um, you know, I tried to go to Starbucks and get a coffee, but they were closed, so I had to switch to scotch, um, which my wife was like, what are you doing? I was going to open the blue label for you, but I didn't. I, I went with uh, Glenfiddich 12, so that's what that's I not, got. It's not bad. I went I went and picked up my wife, one of her favorite beers, which is from Golden Road Brewing. It's ma- called Mango Cart. It's like a mango, a mango session IPA, but I wound up getting a spicy mango cart, so that's what I'm having right now. It's pretty good. It's IPA. Are you a big IPA guy? I am a big IPA guy. In San Diego, that's pretty much what you drink. So I I like, um, I, I don't know, I, I like fruit in my beer. I'm not very, like, huge in the beers. Um, like, my favorite summer beer is 21st Amendment. It's a Hell or High Water. It's a watermelon. Have you ever had yeah. that one? Uh, yep, I have, for sure. So that one's good. I'm not a big IPA guy. I always say uh, if I wanted to drink sticks and dirt, I'd go outside and get a handful. So I'm just, I'm just not into the, I'm just not into the hoppiness. Don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's not for everybody. No, but I, I, the mango sounds good. I bet that's pretty good. Yeah, it's spicy mango too. Really good. That sounds really good. You know what I, I I've been getting into is uh is sours. So. A couple summers ago, I got to go to Russian River up in uh, San Fran. Yep. And I tried a bunch of their sours, and I, I really like sours a lot. Um, I think it's the fruit thing again, but it's good stuff. Yeah. I So wasn't expecting this to turn into like a craft beer podcast, but um, I, I, used to, <laughs> I, used, I used to have another business that was called SD Bottle Factory, where I would cut bottles and stuff like that and make pint glasses and candles and, and lamps and all that, but... Because of that, I wound up trying so many different beers all throughout Southern California, Northern California, to wind up getting all those bottles. So I'm I'm very familiar with Russian River. It's a great place. So that's a, uh, I mean, you had to get supply somehow, right? <laughs> as yeah, far yeah. as the bottles go. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's the good thing about about my podcast. I think, or the way I wanted it to be, is just wherever the conversation takes us. I always tell people I have some topics and stuff I definitely want to hit on, but. Whatever we talk about, we talk about. I, I have a sense that this is going to be a good conversation between you and I. So, yeah, for sure. Let's see. Um, so, I found your account. I actually have no idea how I found your account. I don't know if you did. You do the whole reaching out to people through messages, saying you have a break, or am I thinking no, of somebody else? No, I uh, I don't know how a lot of people find me. I always ask because I'm curious when somebody new comes on and starts breaking with me, and then they continue breaking with me. Um, but I, I was never one to reach out to people. I didn't even know. I mean, frankly, I got back on the hobby in 2018, so I didn't even know what breaks were three years ago. Okay. And, and w- when I started doing it, it was clunky as hell. It was awkward as hell, but I just, I just let myself kind of grow organically. And I mean, at some point that's how you found me and you found yeah. me, obviously you found me through your personal account somehow. Yeah, it was through. You're one of the few people in the hobby that know my personal account. Um, 
Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think. It might have been. I don't know if it was. So this is where I get confused because there's been so many breaks and so many great people I've met through the hobby. So I don't know if it was, if it was J Roo Sports Cards, John Rutledge, or Cedar Hollow, Justin. One of them had to have sent me one of your breaks, and Could was be. like, it was like, hey, this guy's got um, great price breaks. They're reasonable. Um, you should check them out. And you do. You always have, as far as I I can see, the best prices as far as breaks go. I know. Um, you didn't come on here to plug your breaks, but it's just the honest truth. And I would, I always say, and I was just telling you that just before, like through the small talk that I don't, I don't break anymore at all, really. And if I do it, it's with you, um, Wayne, I haven't broke with Lane since he's jumped over to Layton, but, um, I only, I only break with people I like. And, uh, so I guess I like you a lot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Lane's great. I mean, I, uh, uh, was in a group chat with Lane for a long time. He's fantastic. And obviously happy to see him breaking with Layton cause they're, they're the, they're the real deal. They've been doing this a long time. Yeah. I'm going to Orlando next month. I want to go by the shop. Maybe Lane will be there. Um, and, and check out the shop, see Lane. Um, Lane, he's just like you, I think. He's definitely one of the good guys um, in the hobby. Like, and, I, and not just good because you have cheap breaks, like actually a good person. So I think mm-hmm. that's, a hu- that's a huge plus, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think he and I have joined each other's breaks periodically too, which is always fun. Yeah, the last break I saw you join, <clears throat> and, and this is just how my memory works, was a, a select break at 101 Card Shop, and you hit a huge... <laughs> DK Metcalf card. Yeah, so that's that's actually a funny story. I was that was February of that was the the February right before COVID blew up. Um, we took my family had been planning a trip, so it was my wife and I. She was pregnant at the time. My brother and my mom and dad. We all went to Hawaii, stayed in Maui, and it was our last night. Last night in Hawaii, we were going out for a nice dinner. I saw Steve had posted the select breaks, and I I mean I'm a big fan of select. I think it's a great football product didn't do so well with the baseball product this year but um i had been i had been a fan of dk metcalf and i actually met him at a panini event at the rose bowl uh it was the the panini rookie event basically the event where they wear their player worn jerseys and player used footballs and whatnot for the relics Mm -hmm. and uh, i was like you know he's he's a he was a cool dude big dude super athletic i was like i'm i think i'm gonna become a fan of this guy so i Steve had two case breaks, case one and case two, I think. And I leaned over to my mom before dinner and I said, hey, give me a give me a number one or two. And she's like, I forget what it was, but she says two. I was like, cool. So I bought bought them on his website in that case. And then we went to dinner. And uh, after we had our our pre-dinner drinks and stuff, I excused myself to go to the restroom and I checked my phone and my DMs were just blowing up. People like get in here, get in here, get in here. So I just kind of turned the corner and I joined Steve's live like five minutes after he hit it. And he showed me the, the DK Metcalf one of one RPA. I was like, oh, shit, that's that's awesome. That's crazy. That was fun. That was that was fun. Do you still have the card? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did, did you grade it or do you grade your PC stuff or you just keep it? Uh, I, I grade a fair amount, but some of those thick cards, I'm sure, you know, they're they're tough grades, man. I mean, I. I, I can't decide if I'd rather have a PSA eight graded, you know, PC card or just keep it in a one touch and leave it as is. I mean, so, so far as of right now, it's just staying in a one touch. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thick cards are super tough. I mean, 
I think the last graded, I bought a, a Babe Ruth um, used bat jersey relic. I, I think it's flunk. No, I think this. I I did buy a leaf one too, but this one's either National Treasures or uh, Flawless Mm -hmm. on on eBay, and I think it's an eight five or a nine. And I was like, "Uh, I think that's probably as good as it's going to get. So, and it was in my price range at the time. So, um, it was super undervalued. I think I only paid like three fifty for it. So, wasn't that about the time that I was selling a Babe Ruth? You were, yeah. And I I could. I don't know what happened. I didn't get that one, but I I got one similar on ebay with a bunch of guys on it the, i like the leaf stuff a lot yeah I, I you know we i just we just ripped leaf uh last week and i think people love it or hate it it's kind of like panini with baseball people either love it or hate it but i i do think leaf is severely underrated they make a good product it's obviously not licensed but some of the like leaf trinity the the um patches that they have in that stuff are absolutely insane and half the time they're not even numbered cards which is crazy so right yeah right i i like leaf i like the products they put out and then they have some you know uh repack products which are usually pretty decent too what so with do you have like a direct deal with leaf how do you get the leaf stuff or uh it's so it's through the same distributors where i get all the other product okay okay Yeah, so because I always go on their website and I don't ever actually see anything for sale except for the um, Joe Exotic autograph. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even. Those are still for sale right now. I got. I, it's funny you say that. I got fifteen of them sitting to to my right right now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I got. I. I mean, the guy's in jail. How how can you not pick some of these up? I think it's just it's totally a pop culture thing. Yeah. So what are you gonna do with those? Are you gonna grade them or are you just gonna hold hold tight on them? Uh, I'm going to keep one for sure, just because it's a random thing to have in my PC. Um, I, I do think, I don't know if you've seen one or if you've gotten, did you get one? No, I didn't get one. Are they still for sale? I don't know. Probably. If, if not, I'll send you one, but they, uh, they're, they're thicker. They're like 55 point cards, maybe even a little bit thicker than that. And they seem to be really, I mean, they seem to look really sharp. The corners look pretty decent, surface, all that stuff. So I might, I might send a couple in, just see what I, happens. I would send it in to um, people. So this is where talking about Leaf um, and Panini and the non-licensed stuff. This is where I've found over the last two two years that card card collectors are huge snobs. Um, like you said, the the Leaf stuff. If that if that said National Treasures are flawless on it. Yeah. Even if it was unlicensed, it'd be thousands of dollars for the the product they put out, the quality of it, the logos, the you know the patches they use. But since it says Leaf, it doesn't. I mean, some of the stuff like the high demand guys fetch a good amount of money, but um, just doesn't make sense to me. So what I was getting at was with the, I would send that to HGA and get like one of those customized labels for it. You know, get, with yeah, that. get a get a tiger label. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a good idea. I, you know, I've, when it comes to grading, I've only ever, well, hold, let me, let me think back. I've, I primarily only send stuff into PSA for, right. for both my PC and stuff I plan to sell. I've, I've sent a couple of things to BGS. Um, and, and quite frankly, it's because I don't, I, I prefer the PSA slab over the BGS slab. That's seriously the only reason why I do one over the other. Um, but I need to, I mean, if, if I'm thinking about it as a business, I really need to be open to other grading companies because some people prefer BGS over PSA, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's um it's tough with the pricing now. You can, I mean, 
before it was a real, if you're in it for the money, it was a simple business model. Like grading it is a multiplier. Um, and when you do that, you know, you're doubling, tripling the price of the card. If you get a 10 or even a nine before, but now with the way grading prices are, you kind of have to look other places. Um, I just got 160 something slabs in from CSG. And, I, and I'll tell you what, besides the green label, which I think is a weird choice for a label mm -hmm. for, you know, for like a universal for all their cards, those slabs are the nicest slabs I've held in my hand. Really? Um, yeah. So like, if you look at a PSA slab, you know how it's not really clear around. Yeah. Right. Right. So these are clear all the way through. Um, they kind of have like more of a rounded corner. They just, they feel really nice in hand and the label, um, doesn't look as big in person as it does in the photos. Like you've seen, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Like people have been like, Oh my gosh, look how big this label is on this slab. But they, yeah. they don't look bad. They don't look bad at all. Um, I yeah. actually really like them. So maybe I'll, uh, I don't know if I have any cubs. I was gonna say if I had some cubs, I'd send you one just so you can see what it looks like. But they're nice, and I mean, and the only reason I did it, like in the in the group chat we're in, it's your group chat actually, but uh, it was eight bucks for bulk um, in April, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do this and move inventory as much as I can. So, yeah, I uh, I missed out on the the grading train. I mean, I I have so many cards prepped that I spent a lot of time many many hours going through over the course of a couple of months that i had every good intention of sending into psa and i had a handful going to bgs and i, I even had the order like the the form filled out ready to go all i had to do is hit submit print it out and send them in i never did i didn't pull the trigger and obviously like everybody nobody was expecting covid to happen and then nobody was expecting psa to suddenly be just swamped because I mean, it seems to me people were stuck at home. They had nothing else to do. And they just started sending more and more cards in and they couldn't handle it. So the, the right. most recent sub I got back, I think I put it through in what July of last year, a little over a year ago. And I think I got it back. I don't know, call it maybe it was April, maybe March. Yeah. So it took a long time. And I had, I mean, perfectly enough, Luis Roberts back tonight. Uh, for the first time in a long time, but I had a ton of Luis Robert stuff, which was selling for, for big bucks. And I have a, a PC of him. So I was going to keep a bunch and then sell a bunch. And, you know, time went by now his value, his, he got hurt, his values dropped. And it's like, damn, now I got all these cards that are not yeah. worth nearly as much. So I just, you know, you just got to sit on him, wait it out. Hopefully he does pretty well and take a look at it again. Yeah, hopefully he starts off hot and, and uh, doesn't have a slow start. I'm I'm in the same boat. I mean, I I had cards that I subbed through one on one sub uh, bulk mm -hmm. sub service last summer. I think it was May, and then another one in August. So the May one just got back two weeks ago, and the other one I think is in Q QA one. So it's in quality one. So it should be done in the next week or two. I would hope. Yeah. But I mean, gosh, there was like football cards, baseball cards that I was hoping to have back before the season. Even, yeah, football, basketball, no, football and baseball for sure. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, that's like, uh, I had a bunch of Kobe White basketball player cards and I don't know what happened to him, but his, his last year at one point I got a bunch of PSA 10 prisms back before the season last year. And they were selling for like 200 for a base 10. And now I think they're like 40 bucks. So yeah. 
Yeah, but it, the the price that you paid when you got those back was reasonable enough that you still could probably do pretty well at forty bucks per. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's that's the thing I think people are losing sight of. I mean, there's still money to be made. Um, it's just not crazy like it was during COVID, but and that's fine. And that's why I just in April I was like, there's no way these prices can sustain. I'm not waiting for PSA or BGS. I'm just going to go ahead and send. 300 cards of CSG and see what happens. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And CSG is super tough with grading. So that first 165 cards, um, 100 came back nines, um, 50 came back 9.5. So they grade like BGS. A 10 is a pristine and it's really hard to get. I didn't get a single 10. And then the last 15 cards were uh, eight and a half mostly. And what's that? Did I say, do, do they, I don't, I, should know because i see it all the time but do they do subgrades they do do subgrades so i did the eight dollar um no subgrades i think it was 12 with subs and i was like i don't really care this is all mostly low-end stuff and stuff i'd rather just have slabbed even if they you know even if i paid eight and i sold them for 20 i'm still pretty good just with the amount of cards i had so it was like whatever yeah. Um, so I think I priced everything out, right? So if I sell just all the nines um, at comps, and this was like very low end comps, it was like eighteen hundred bucks, and then which still leaves me the fifty nine and a half to sell, you know, and that and that's just selling the nines covers all the grading fees and then some, so should be all right. Yeah, I think you'll do fine. I I'm. I, it's funny when I send stuff in for grading, I feel like I send in things and I'm like, all right, I'll sell, I'll sell the nines, which will pay for my grading. And then the rest just stays on my PC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the way I was actually thinking with this stuff too. The, um, Oh, so speaking of which, so all, I have all these nines now, right. And I wasn't really sure what to do with them. Um, and a lot of it's, uh, this year's baseball season tops S one rookie. So mm-hmm. Joe Adele, Madrigal, um, who else is in there? Pache, um, just those guys. There's a lot of that stuff. Um, so I have this idea. So there's a little bit of drama today in the card hobby world. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that too. But there's a collector's con in Tampa, first week of September. So I'm going. I got a table. Um, I got some cases. A couple of my buddies. Um, do you know Brandon, bro Namath? Uh, I, I know the account. I don't think he and I have ever had any interaction or maybe, maybe we have, but not much, but I, I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. So he, I talk to him daily. He's like, he's one of my really good friends. Um, so I, me and him, I have a table next to him, but anyways, so I was telling my wife, you tell me if this is a good idea or not. Cause if this is a good idea, I'm going to snip this and make a video on Instagram, but I'm going to have either five or $10 arm wrestling match. Right. So <clears throat> if I beat you, I'll I keep the money or if I beat you and you pay 10, then you can pick from the 10 and below slabs. Right. But if you beat me then you can pick from the 20 and up slabs. Okay. I think think it's pretty good. Right. I, uh, well, I've, I've seen you before. You might beat a lot of people in an arm wrestling match. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I'd be, I would be, I would actually, I'd pay to do that. I'd take, I'd challenge you. Right, I think it'd be fun, right? I it would be, you know what? It would be different. It would be something that I, I don't think has ever been done before. At least not that I've ever seen. So, if, if anything, it would be a fun thing that you could do to engage with people and just, you know, have a laugh and sell a couple of cards. I think I think it'd be fun. 
Right. So, and then, you know, you said you've seen me before, but I just, it's not, this is not a way for me to take people's money. It's exactly, it's exactly what you said. I just, I think it'll be fun and engaging with people and we'll see, see what happens. I mean, of course, if uh, some kid comes up, I'll let him beat me, but you know, all the yeah. adults, I think, I think it would be, I think it'd be fun. So we'll see what happens. Nice, um, yeah. And, and I have no idea where this thought or idea came from at all. <laughs> It's not I like, like I was watching over the top and this just popped in my head. I just, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. A, you put a weight machine in your truck and you're doing the arm curls and stuff. Oh uh, yeah. It's now in the first week of September, that's all I'm doing is uh, forearm, forearm exercises and curls. That's it. <laughs> so love it. Oh, I'm also, I think I put this in the tops now thing, but I'm getting some t-shirts made. You know, how people do t-shirts. Are you interested in one? Put you on the yeah, spot. I'll, yeah, for sure. What size are you, XL? Uh, I, either a large or an XL. It, it all depends on the type of shirt. Everything's like slim fitting nowadays, whether I want it to be or not. So I'm a, I think okay. XL. Well, that, that's XL. good. I'm, I'm a slim fitting kind of guy. I'll take it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Southern California hipster now, man. Are you? I, I mean, it's funny. My friends joke. I'm from Illinois, west of Chicago originally. And all my friends, they're like, oh, you Southern California hipsters wearing your skinny jeans and your your uh beanies in the middle of the summer and your organic food and blah 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 and i'm realizing like yeah that's definitely that's definitely us now (laughs) (laughs) so do you wear uh you wear birkenstocks or jeans oh god no (laughs) no 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 no. and by the way i knew your family was uh in illinois i assume near chicago i just I was just trying to make a lighthearted joke when I said Kansas question mark when you were telling everybody <laughs> about the tornadoes. So. Those, tor- those tornadoes are no no joke. My brother, I think, is still chasing these storms. So, is that um, pretty regular this time of year for the Midwest? Or is I mean, that it, just? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's summertime, so it's it's tornado season. But um, I mean, growing up there, we we had tornado warnings all the time and tornadoes in the area and. You know, you spend time in the basement, you play with some toys as a kid, listen to the radio so you don't freak out too much. But this is definitely, God, at least since I moved to California, this is probably the closest that those tornadoes have gotten. And I, I mean, I, I sent you those pictures where it was like from my brother's back porch, there's a tornado forming, like touching down on the ground, like right there. Right. So that's, that's crazy. And I've got a lot of friends back there and I'm, I'm hoping everybody was okay. I, I haven't yet been able to connect with people, but um, based on what I was seeing on the news, I was watching NBC Chicago and, and kind of tracking the storm. It didn't look like it was really going through the areas where a bunch of friends and family lived, but you know, it's still scary stuff. I don't know if I'd take an earthquake over a tornado or a tornado over an earthquake. It's, I, I don't know mm. which one I prefer. Yeah. So I, I, I've never been in a tornado. The closest thing I've ever seen is a water spout. You know, I grew mm-hmm. up in Florida, so I, we got the hurricanes, which um, hurricanes are, they can be a big deal. I think the, the people get so relaxed with them because it's always a, it's always a huge chance or a small chance it's going to hit you. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think you can get that, that, in your psyche where it's like hurricane hurricane then it's always miss 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 no one ever thinks one's gonna hit until it does and i think when i lived in jacksonville when i was stationed there um this was like five years ago one did hit and i had like three or four trees in my front yard that went down um and that was the first one and i grew up in florida so that was the first one that hit in like 20 years so yeah 
um, there's always that threat this time of year. So that's why I wasn't sure if like it's a this time of year thing for the tornadoes or what. Yeah, it's I mean summertime. It's tornado season. I have I've been through one um, earthquake. I bet you can't guess where. Uh, I'm guessing in well, it's is it is it in the U.S. or international? U.S. California. Nope, Virginia of all places. Interesting. Yeah, in Virginia, and it was like the weirdest feeling, um, just feeling the ground trembling underneath you. But yeah, that was it. I never. I've been to California plenty of summers on surf trips, and never had one. Um, I think. In Dom Rep, there might have been one when I was there, but uh, there's too much surfing and too much drinking going on with the boys, so <laughs> I don't recall, as they say. But yeah, yeah. We, we we had a big one Easter Sunday. If you if you Google search San Diego Easter Sunday earthquake, we had one. I think it was a seven point two or a seven point three. Wow! And it was it was some kind of special man. It was uh, we were at the grocery store, my wife and I. And uh, we were checking out and the liquor aisle was just to the right of the counter we were at and it, it started shaking and we were relatively new to California. So I was kind of, I felt like I was more in tune when the ground moved. So I kind of lifted my head up and I said, we're having an earthquake. And the lady behind the counter looked at me like I was crazy. And sure enough, it started shaking and then shaking even more. And now the, the shelves were tipping over with all the liquor, the windows were bowing in and out, the lights were swaying. So everybody, you know quickly ran out of the store i'm pretty sure we stole our groceries i don't think we actually wow. paid and <laughs> and then we were just sitting in the parking lot and you could you could like see the ground moving cars moving side to side the light posts moving side to side and uh that that was that was interesting wow that was it's just a strange experience for sure that's crazy easter earthquake i'm gonna google that where, so where in san diego do you live uh so we're we're like 10 minutes north of downtown, just outside of La Jolla. So we're, oh. uh, we're, I mean, actually, if you look up the, the Rose Canyon fault line, it goes right through, basically right through our neighborhood. La Jolla, huh? That's, that's a bougie area. <laughs> it is. I, wor I worked in La Jolla for a long time. Is that, so what brought you to California? Was it the wife work or? Uh, no, it was my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. She's a, she's a registered nurse, and her, her goal was to get her bachelor's degree and become a travel nurse. And we started dating shortly before graduating college together. And uh, she moved to California to take her first travel assignment. And then three months later, I quit my job that I had just gotten out of college and moved to California. And here we are, like, what, 13, 14 years later, I think. Nice, man. Congrats. And, and you have a beautiful family, my dad. May I add? Thank you. Yeah, our our beautiful baby girl, Lennon, uh, little COVID baby. She was born on the 26th of July last year, so she just turned one. She's wow. she's something else. I know you got kids, and, and you gave me some uh, parental advice, which was very much appreciated. She, she's fantastic, man. She's that's she's turned into the the real reason why I'm doing this why like why I have insta trading cards why I turned it into a business um it's still very much a hobby for me yep. but uh it's you know it's something that I can I can do and build upon and um grow with with her and my family in mind so uh, she just right. she she keeps me motivated all day long 
That's awesome, man. I, and I love, uh, I love seeing the pictures of her. I, th- I think it's so cool. Um, I, I don't remember what I told you. I know I wrote it down and sent it to you or emailed it to you, but I, and I don't know where I heard this, but the biggest thing is, is like, you know, get the, through the good times, the bad times. And when I say bad times, I mean like maybe her crying or getting frustrated or making a mess or whatever it is. Like to me, what sticks to me is there's this photo my wife kept of our oldest son where he poured an entire um, box of kicks on his head and, the, <laughs> and there's, and there's kicks everywhere. And, um, it's easy to get upset in those situations. And, and my wife, to her credit, took a picture because her son was just as happy as could be. You know what I mean? And um, so that always stuck with me. And and so it's one of those things like they're never going to be that small or that young in that moment ever again. Yep. So just so just try to enjoy all of it. You know what I mean? Even, and it's hard to say that. But me having three older kids, um, it's easy to, to look back on those things and, and tell people with young kids like you, you know, that stuff, you know, like old, old man Don here giving me advice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is. Uh, it's been fun. And we're doing the same thing. She'll make a mess, which is going to be a nightmare to clean up. But we have to take a picture of it first because she's the happiest thing in the room. Right. And, you know, it's funny because she when she was born, even before she was born, there's a ton of people in this this you know, Instagram community that sent her cards. Like, oh, who's, who is she going to PC? What, what kind of person does she want to collect or what sport? And I'm like, well, she's not born yet, but um, hopefully she'll be, hopefully she'll be a Cubs fan and a Bears fan and a Blackhawks fan. But a ton of, a ton of people just started sending, you know, cards, which I thought was one of the coolest things. And she has uh, in her, her bedroom, she's now one, so I can't call it a nursery anymore. She's got a two-row shoebox that's probably approaching ten percent full, and it's all from cards that people sent to her, which is amazing. And she, you know, hopefully she enjoys this hobby and she wants to be a part of it with me, um, and you know, watch baseball games and watch football games. She's she seems uh, intrigued. I mean, you, you know, as a one-year-old, you're always learning new things and you're exploring. But when there's like a baseball game on, she'll just sit there and stare at it. So hope, hopefully she enjoys it and uh, someday she'll get older and she'll get to go through her collection. She's, she's got two one of ones, which is, <laughs> which is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's fun, man. Yeah. You never know. So my, my boys, um, I don't remember how old, maybe like preteen, they, they decided that they didn't care about what team's dad liked anymore and they just had their favorite players. So whatever their favorite player was on is who they liked, which it's a tough pill to swallow, you know, because it's like, man, you're my blood. What is going on here? Yeah. But but eventually they grow up and then they'll either like your teams or like my two sons don't care about sports at all. So unless it's yeah. surfing and skating. Yeah. 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 That's it. So which is fine. Yeah. And, you know, and with the cards, my daughter, she likes to rip the cards. Um, but other than that, she doesn't have much interest besides, you know, it's like playing the lottery. So she, of course she likes ripping to see if she can get a better card than me, which is, I still enjoy that time. Even I wish she cared a little bit more besides that, but it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Time, time will tell. We'll see if she, if she likes it great. If she doesn't like it, that that's fine too. I mean, I can't force it on her. No, I, I think uh, if mom cares about sports, then maybe that'll help a little bit. But like, I was just telling somebody the story the other day. So I've, we've gone to, hundreds of football games whether it's the our kids football games um, college football games high school football games nfl games 
my wife and I, right? Yeah. And uh, th- within the last three years, we're sitting at a football, a Jags game. And I think they punted it. And she's like, that wasn't a first down. What's going on here? And I'm like, I'm sorry. What did you just say to me? What What's <laughs> going on here? I'm like, do you know what's going on? And she's like, I don't have the slightest clue as to what's going on. And it, it literally blew my mind. I'm like, Lucia, we've gone through hundreds of games, thousands of dollars, spent so much time together at football games. <laughs> we And my wife and I have been together for 19 years. And I'm like, you're just now telling me you have no idea what's going on NFL Sunday. And she's like, yep, no clue. She's just, she's just going. She's just going, I guess, to enjoy the spend time with me, which is fine. But I was just like, how do you sit through three-hour football game and have no clue as to what's going on? <laughs> That's funny. Just get excited when everyone else does it, yes. Yeah. Damn, so that's awesome. What uh, so I guess, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, though, as far as breaking goes, are, like, so with the prices going so high for a box of cards, has it is it that way, too, for you through the distribution as or have your prices stayed relatively the same? I mean, I imagine they've gone up a little bit, but how yeah. how do you balance how do you balance that like this is a hobby and then I need to make a few extra bucks to cover cost and your time, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's so yes, some of the the cost of getting product from distributors has gone up and obviously the, pro, the like the retail price has gone up and it's it's a fine line because it really blows my mind when I look at, at like if I go to some of the online shops or I go to a card shop and you look at the price of a hobby box. And I mean, even myself, I, I love to rip boxes myself and I enjoy, I enjoy the hunt and the thrill of hoping to get something big. Um, and sometimes you, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose and sometimes you win big and sometimes you lose big. But when it comes to buying product for breaks, you know, I, I try to, I try to make stuff is, fair as possible but you know at the end of the day this is a business so it's it's a it's a for-profit business and i mean people understand that they they know that breakers are making money um and they may run it as a business but they still care about the hobby and things like that so i i just try to price it reasonably enough to where people want to join my breaks um but not so high that people want to you know badmouth me for being overpriced and i um I don't know. It, 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 people always ask me, how do you price your breaks? And there's, there's a million ways to do it. And at the end of the day, one of the best ways is what do you want? What do you want to make off of this case break? And then you back into it and how much do you have to charge for each team and which team's going to be the most expensive based on their players and the hits and all this and that. And um, I mean, you, you've been in my breaks and I, I may not be the most uh, um, energetic person when I hit, big stuff for people but i i really enjoy it man it's just it's so much it's so much fun because i i know on the other side of that that phone somebody that's watching uh it was just as excited as i was when steve hit me that dk metcalf one of one is it's just such a fun feeling knowing how people feel when they hit these cards i mean hell i pulled i pulled you that uh the lamar jackson one of one from select yeah yep with the nike check yeah yeah, that thing was a monster. I couldn't believe it. I, so I, I think that's why, um, and this is nothing against the people who get animated or crazy. It's just not my thing, right? But I think you're just super authentic. Um, and to this day, I don't know how you're not the biggest IG breaker on Instagram. Because I, for me, the authenticity matters. And 
when it's forced, I can't stand it. So, I mean, I'll say this, like with Steve, and I don't, I don't know if Steve's even breaking anymore, but when he did, and he put the chicken mask on for a big hit, it was off. He was, he was off. It was authentic though. Like he was generally stoked to hit that card for somebody yeah. and it showed. Right. So a lot of these other accounts, I, I don't think it's authentic. It's really forced, especially when they're like hyping up cards that aren't even worth being hyped up. Yeah. Um, I, so let me ask you this. So this, I find this very interesting, right? So there's breakers that charge way more than other breakers do. And people just keep going back. Why do you think that is? I, well, I mean, why do you, why do you keep coming back to break with me? I mean, it's, it's you, people, people like what they like and they continue doing what they're doing. And I, I don't see a problem with it. I think it's great. And some of these guys yeah. that, some of these guys are breakers that cost more than me. I've joined breaks from these people. Right. Um, and there's people that are cheaper than me and I've joined their breaks before, or they've joined, joined mine. I, it's kind of like the you shop at Nordstrom's or JC Penney and you're just, you go to the store that you know and the store that you're comfortable with. And some people like going through the bigger breakers and quite frankly, I don't blame them because the bigger breakers are getting a hell of a lot more product than I am. So right. they've got the odds on their side that they're going to be more likely to pull something big. If you keep buying into their breaks because they've got more cases to rip. I, I don't, I mean, I'm, my account's grown quite a bit, which I think is crazy, but I don't, I don't get a lot of product. I, it, it's, it's getting tougher with everything that's going on with COVID and whatnot. The allocation's getting a hell of a lot tougher, but you know, I, I try to make whatever it is that I get, the product that I get, I try to make it worthwhile for everybody. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of my, my, my entire goal. And if I, if I only get a half a case, well then that half a case is going to be the best damn break that I can do for people. Yeah. No. And so I hear what you're saying. I just, for me, I, I try to look at everything um, from all angles. Right. And price is a big one with me. Um, and I, so that, to me, I, I understand joining another break here too, but just some of these guys are just so overpriced. It's like, I don't see how people keep joining them, you know, cause at a certain point you're like, man, I, I do want to get a bang for my buck or maybe it's just me, you know, I just couldn't see spending a couple hundred dollars more for, let's say like, you know, this upcoming football season, the Jags are going to be the most, the highest priced team in any break, right? Because of Trevor Lawrence until yeah. the season starts and, and people start playing, but pre pre NFL season, the Jags will be the most expensive team. And yeah. uh, if I'm going to spend 1200 bucks to get the Jags and whatever break it is, I, I'm going to look around and see who got the best price and not just blindly go to a breaker just because I like them and spend sure. a couple hundred bucks more. You know what I mean? Of Speaking of which, are you, are you going to get football? Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I get, I do get football. I, um, no, I know. My, my following really grew from baseball because that's that when I was a kid, that's what I collect. I only collected baseball. I, every once in a while, I do basketball, and um, I, I wish I had started collecting basketball cards in 1985 or 1986. But, um, me too. I, it, it, yeah, it's, it's always been baseball. So, when I posted baseball breaks or I posted cards when I started the account, it was all baseball cards. So that's, that's how my following grew. And that's generally what people want to buy into, but I do get people, you know, like you and some of the guys that are in my group chat, they're big football guys. And I've done football breaks before. And it, it's, I don't know, it's tough because I work a full-time job Monday through Friday. And then I've got this business that I run 
when I'm not working my full-time job. And then I've got a family and a, a one-year-old daughter that I have to help raise. So it's like, wh- I, I have to find my balance with time and yeah. um, work and all of that. So I've, I've been primarily selling my football stuff to other breakers or card shops just to get it and move it. Um, but I think, I think I might, I mean, as the account grows, I get more and more people asking, do you got base or do you got football? Do you have basketball? Do you have hockey? Um, and I, I, I'd like to start breaking more football because it's, I like enjoy football as well. And I watch it and it's just, it's a fun product to rip, especially with Panini products because it's a licensed product, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the last select case break I did was, uh, was that one with you or last big one? And that's before prices got crazy. So I think um, that case break, I, maybe 500 bucks, I got the XRC, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you did pretty damn well. Yeah. That one was, was huge. I thought about keeping that Lamar Jackson, but there's a guy on Instagram that only collects Lamar Jackson one on ones. And, he had to have it, and I had to sell it to him. So it 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 belonged in his collection for sure. It, it did, hundred um, percent. So what? So as far as PC goes, are you only Cubs, or do you PC specific players? Um, so great question, and the answer continues to change. Um, when I so when I first started collecting again, I, I collected as a kid, like many people in the hobby back in the eighties and early nineties. So all the junk wax stuff and when I moved to California, my parents shipped me all of my cards and it was a lot. And I, I just, I, I wound up quickly going through it, pull out anything that I thought was cool, didn't know much about it. And then I just sold a lot. So when I got back into it in 2018, um, and the whole reason I got back into it was my buddy Moose, who I've known since kindergarten. And he's a Moose's sports cards on Instagram. Yep. He and his wife came out to visit and he said, Hey, do you have a card shop nearby? And I, I looked at him. I'm like, like a hallmark, like greeting cards. He's like, no baseball cards. I was like, I, I don't know. So he looked, he looked it up and turns out I have a card shop. That's only a couple of miles from my house. So we, we went up there and he was trying to, he was telling me about breaks and he was telling me about, you know, autograph cards and memorabilia cards and parallels and all, all this stuff that sounded so foreign to me because I hadn't collected since the early nineties. And uh, we went up there and I said, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll buy some product. And I told him, pick me out a box. I'll open it. We'll have some fun. Sit at the kitchen table like we did when we were kids. Got a box of 2017 Topps Chrome. Yeah, I, looking back at it, it was a terrible box. I mean, it was horrible. But he was showing me, he's like, oh, yeah, that's a parallel. That's a refractor. Obviously, it has uh, had autographs in it. Um, but then about a week later after they left, I went to target and obviously everybody knows where the, the retail section is at target and Walmart. And I bought some, um, uh, tops blasters. I don't remember if it was series one or series two. And I opened them all up and in, in like one of the last blasters, I pulled a Derek Jeter one of one auto and I, Holy crap. I, I, yeah, exactly. I saw ink on it and I'm, and I'm like, that's autographed. And I turned it over and I saw the one of one. I sent a picture to Moose. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, is that, is this the only one? I didn't, I didn't put it together right away. And he was like, yeah, you got to put that in a one touch. I'm like, what the hell is a one touch? I didn't even know what a one touch was in 2018. That's how, that's how new I was to the new What did you do with that Jeter? Uh, It's, I I graded it. It graded a nine. 
So it's in it's in my PC. That that card will always be in the PC. I can't get rid of that thing. Dude, that's a monster. Yeah. So holy crap. Yeah. So getting getting back to your question of my PC, yep. yes, Cubs for sure. I mean, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I was a season ticket holder for a long time. Got to see the World Series, one of the most amazing things ever. Chris Bryant, he's my guy. He was my my big Cubs PC. I love Javi Baez. Basically, the three guys that are no longer with the Cubs, I've got quite a few cards of them. <laughs> and, yeah. and as soon as, you know, when the trade deadline was approaching, they started getting dealt to other teams. People sent me messages asking, you know, are you going to sell your Bryant? you going to sell your Baez? I'm like, you know what? I, I collect the player. I don't collect the team. I, I'm yeah. still a, I'm still a big fan. I found myself watching a Mets game the other day because I wanted, you know, I, I watched I watched the Giants game for uh, Chris Bryant's debut and he hit a home run, so that was really fun to watch. Um, and since I got back in in 2018, my PC has definitely expanded. Um, obviously, I've got I got a lot of Mike Trout, got a lot of Tatis, I've got a lot. I have a ton of one of ones. A bunch, uh, I mean, a ton that I've pulled myself. And that's going back to where I said I like to rip wax myself and the prices are getting a little expensive. So it gets even harder to go to my card shop and buy stuff. Um, I I collect what I like. I know everybody says collect, what, buy what you like and, and all of that stuff. I really do. And I, I, um, I constantly reorganize my collection because it's a controlled chaos kind of a mess. Um. The most recent pickup, of course, was the Joe Exotic Autos. That was a big one. And, yep. you know, I got like I got a, a, a Macklemore auto, the rapper. I got I have his auto from a, pro, a Tops product that was released with a children's hospital up in Seattle. So it's yep. kind of a random thing. But, you know, I like stuff like that. I think it's cool. No, and I actually um, one of the cards I got from you um, ripping those boxes is uh, the kid That's Caleb. Right. He's That's one right. of the kids. I sent it to PSA, so whenever that comes back, hopefully PSA is generous and gives it a ten. I'm, I think I'm going to put it on eBay as a um, as an auction for like a donation. You know, whatever that card sells for, I'm just going to donate it back to the hospital. So hopefully, at that point, whenever I get that card back, however months away from now, that uh, I can generate some some IG hits and people yeah. bid on it. So that'll be you good. know you know what you should do. It, you you should take it and you should just run it as as like a rat like a ten dollar per spot raz or something with right. with the expectation that whoever wins it will post another 10 per raz and and try and get it to constantly donate to the children's hospital all the profits go to the children's hospital that's a pretty good idea i was also thinking maybe if uh like golden or pwcc maybe donating to them and then having them run it as an auction yeah, and then having all the proceeds go that way, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, I uh, think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, it was. Uh, I got that card, and then I remember reading about that kid. And there's even a YouTube video. I was like, man, there's no <laughs> yeah. reason, you know, I should do something with this and not just put it in a box somewhere. So we'll see when I get it. But yeah, man. I, so what? You have a PC um, Instagram account too, right? Yeah. So funny enough, I I used to post and I still do occasionally my PC stuff on my, my main page, but somebody sent me a message like, Hey man, you really got to put a PC page up. Cause sometimes we don't know what came from breaks or what's for sale and what belongs to you. So I created Insta trading PC um, seemed like a fitting name for it that somebody gave me a recommendation for. So kudos to them. 
Um, so I've been just posting PC stuff on there. I mean, I, I haven't been very active lately. I haven't bought a whole lot and I haven't taken pictures of stuff that I have, but that's, that's a page that I enjoy putting stuff up. And anybody that follows me knows that my, my posts look exactly the same every time. Um, the, the way that my photos are formatted and that's, to me, that's important that I, I feel like that's a big reason why I've grown, uh, grown this page in my business is because I'm consistent and, I'm also a little bit OCD on making sure that that stuff looks exactly the same every time I post it. But yeah, I, the PC page has a lot of stuff that I've got to put up there and I hope, I hope to be able to do that in the next couple of weeks, put a lot more stuff on there. Yeah. I know I've seen some of the stuff and you've got crazy one of ones uh, of all those players you mentioned. I know the, the Shohei PC is crazy. Um, the trout stuff's crazy. And I, it's not cheap stuff either. So you're just going to yeah. keep it all, all one day and donate it to the, the kids and the grandkids or what? You know, that's, that's the million dollar question. If it was, uh, if it was up to my wife, we'd probably sell it, you know, yesterday. Now. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it, she, she supports this. She, so she supports me as a, uh, as somebody that collects, she also supports the business. Um, she's fantastic. And, Sure. I like I've sold some stuff. I've recently sold some Otani cards, primarily Panini stuff, just because I figured if I'm going to get rid of something, I'll get rid of the unlicensed product first and, and keep yeah, the absolutely. tops and the Bowman. And I've, I've, I, I never thought I would sell those cards, but I did. And I sold them for a ton. And I was, I was, I mean, I had a lot of anxiety putting those things up on eBay, but it worked out well and I'm happy with it. Um, but I think, again, I go back to my daughter, Lennon, and I think, well, if she likes to collect, great, then she can take over the collection. Or as she gets older, we can kind of strategically sell things and make it a make it a thing where we, you know, sell a big car that I've had for 18 years and go on a family vacation. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do in the future. But for now, they just kind of pile up and go in boxes and get in my wife's way. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. The um Man, if Otani can keep it up, you got a gold mine. Yeah, I, I went, that was the thing. Going back into a hobby that I knew nothing about in 2018, I went crazy on Otani. I bought so much. And, you know, at the time, you can get rookies and all this stuff for relatively, well, for really cheap compared to now. So I just kept buying and I kept ripping. And I've got I've got a ton. It's It's almost embarrassing how much I've got stored away in boxes right now. I, you know, that's my only regret from this baseball season was before the season, you were like, get Otani. The prices are going to go up. If, and then I didn't get any like an idiot. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember just after preseason cleaning out my slabs, cleaning out eBay on any PSA 10 series two rookie I could find that was for 50, 60, 70 bucks. And now they're selling for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, it's, and uh, that can change in a heartbeat. He could, he could ruin his arm again or, or injure himself some other way and everything drops down, but he's on, he's on fire, man. He's fun to watch. I, I, I'm hoping Trout comes back soon. Cause I like watching the angels. You got Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. It's a, it's a ton of fun. It, it's crazy. I, and that's what, uh, I don't know if you know this account, Rocky Mountain Baseball Cards. I had him on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, mm-hmm. and he was saying that Otani is is having like the best individual season of all time in baseball. Uh, yeah, I believe uh, it. I believe it. So it's, I mean, 
yeah, it's must see baseball at the moment for sure. Well, yeah, I mean he's he's top in so many categories or like top ten in so many categories as a batter, but he's also one of the most dominant pitchers. I mean, he he could be having an MVP season without even being a pitcher. Right. But you, I guess but I, you, I sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you throw in him being a pitcher and it's like I at this point I feel like hands down he's he's the front runner for MVP. So I, I haven't and I haven't looked at any of his stats, but is he having a good enough season on both sides of the ball to like is like is he competing for MVP and also like Cy Young or no? Um, you know, that's a good question. I I I truth be told, don't follow stats as much as I probably should when I'm running a business selling cards. But <laughs> I I know that he's doing well. I just I who knows? I don't even know if that's done been done before, do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, I can't. I, so I don't. I'm not like huge into baseball, like I am basketball. I mean, I am, but I can't. Like the only person I could think would have been Babe Ruth back in the day, and I'm sure that was before Cy Young, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. Someone, I mean, someone's listening to us, going, "How do these guys not know that?" But I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm assuming. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But, yeah, because that was who Rocky Mountain compared it to, I guess, is Babe Ruth. Uh, one of the seasons Babe Ruth had, I guess, is considered, like, the greatest individual season from a pitch- pitching, hitting standpoint, and he's saying he's crushing that. So. Oh, for sure. But, that, but then, I, you know, I saw something interesting about Babe Ruth. There, someone – I don't remember where I saw this. They're saying that ground rule doubles or home runs when Babe Ruth played, and I was like, oh, I need to look that up. Really? There's no way. That's what someone said in one of these stupid chats. And I just – I meant to screenshot it so I would remember so I could go back. But yeah, I, I think like, you there's gotta, no way that can be true. You got to fact check that one. I'm not – I mean, it could be. I don't know. I wasn't around back then. I wasn't either, but I, I just can't imagine a home run, like a ball hit over the fence, how that changed from a ground rule double being a home <laughs> run to over the fence. Like that seems stupid, right? Like True. True. Yeah. So I don't know. I could be, again, I could be wrong. What, um, I was, I wanted to talk about this, but we don't have to. There's a lot of card drama today on Instagram. I don't know if you caught any of that. Yeah. I definitely, I caught, I caught it. I mean, I'm, I'm in a couple group chats. Even people in my group chat brought it up. I, I, I don't know. I, I tend to avoid that kind of conflict and I, I don't usually put in my two cents on these people's posts and stuff. I just think, that um well I'll, I'll say this i think when there's drama it's really 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 hard to know whose side of the story is accurate right um uh, it's you know it's 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 like trying to sense sarcasm through a text message you can't sense sarcasm through a text message because you're not face to face with the person so it's just the the drama that you see sometimes is it's it may not be as bad as it sounds or one person may actually be completely wrong when they make themselves seem like they're right. I don't know. I don't, and I don't, yeah. I don't take, I don't take sides because I'm, I wasn't involved. Right. No, a hundred percent. And there's two sides of every story. So um, I'm actually, so the only reason I bring it up is because, you know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we've been trying a week to get this scheduled and I, I've been trying to get you on longer than that, but you almost got bumped because I I I talked I sent a message to the three people involved in the drama 
the alleged victim or the victim is the one that responded and he he wants to come on the podcast and talk so i'm gonna try to get him on after you and i are done talking to just get the scoop and for me i just um i just want to hear from him because like you said you see the post i've seen the rebuttals um i'd like to hear from him what happened or his side of the story but i will tell you this though like the internet is undefeated and as you and I have talked over the last hour, I bet when we go back to the group chat, there'll be new information or accusations or <laughs> facts or or fact finding has been done. But in this short amount of time, you and I have talked for sure. Yeah, so. I, I don't I don't doubt it. I don't you know, for me, facts aren't facts unless I, I can know for sure that it's a fact. And a lot of times you just can't know that stuff. So that's why no. that's why I usually don't voice my opinion at all in those matters. I see it. I, I I'm like everybody in the hobby you're in group chats so you talk about it and you kind of weigh in your opinion but I can't take sides because I don't I don't know I wasn't there I don't know these guys all I know is what I'm reading on Instagram so right right yeah we don't know what the resolution was or wasn't but I I'll tell you this much I think it was Drew in in the group chat mm-hmm. that said that said he bet a hundred bucks that the show won't happen so I just, I'm going to put it on the podcast that I said, I'll take that bet. So he better pay up next month when I'm sitting at that <laughs> show selling slabs. Um, Arm wrestling put, people. Yeah, exactly. Put that out there. Um, oh, so that, that, so this could brings me back to you being a nice guy. Can we, can we talk about the group chat and, and what sure. it's for or no? Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want you yeah. to get in trouble or like. No, all's good. So, so I, I'm, I feel very fortunate. Um, you made a group chat for Tops Now Autos, right? Because uh, yep. do you want to explain it? Yeah, so Tops Now is a product. It's an on-demand product that Tops put out. I didn't know about it because I think it started in 2016. Uh, and it, basically, I think it, I think it started 2016. Might have been 15, but it was the year the Cubs won the World Series. And the only way I found out about Tops Now was because of probably my favorite card in my PC and it was a game seven used base from the world series. And it had a dual autograph of Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. And the image of them on the card was the the moment they made the last out. So I bought this card and, you know, flash forward, I realized, Oh, tops has this tops now product and it's celebrating moments in time that happened the day prior. So, you know, Luis Robert came back today. If he hits a home run, he'll probably have a card tomorrow to commemorate that home run. and a lot of times they have autographs or relics and um, you used to have to buy it when it comes out you'd have to you know take your chances that you can get it on the website before it sells out and then I found out about this thing called uh, the the platinum club basically it's it's tops now platinum and it's it's uh, invitation only membership with tops and it's for the top um, top guys or gals there's a couple gals that buy them or spend the most with tops on the tops now product it's just the tops now product so i became a platinum member three years ago now and one of the perks of being a platinum member is you get an email anytime they're going to do an autograph or a relic you get an email and you've got the chance to reserve that those cards uh, before they're released to everybody else so that's when i created the group chat i realized that there's a lot of people that like tops now there's a lot of people that don't but the guys that do that want to buy these autographs so often they sell out before they can get a chance so i i took it upon myself to create the chat invite people in that were interested and now when i get that reservation email i send it to you guys and i say hey you know send me the the hundred dollar deposit to reserve your card 
uh, and then the balance will be due once the price is released later in that day. And all I do is is charge, you know, the cost, whatever the cost is directly from tops, plus enough to cover my PayPal fees and shipping costs. So yeah. I think I think if I really look back, I'm probably making like five bucks off you guys per card. But at right. the end of the day, you're still spending less because you're not paying sales tax on it like you normally would through tops and you know, you guys and, and anybody else is able to get a lot of the cards that you might not always not not might always get because they sell out so fast. They, I mean, they sell out incredibly fast, and that's. I think they're it's an awesome product. I mean, it's on card autographs. Yep. The relic the relics are unbelievable. I mean, I got the one the Randy, um, Rosarina. Rosarina. Yeah. yeah, from the, was it World Series? No? Uh, the the one you got was the I think the ALCS MVP. Yeah, right. So it's on card auto, a piece of that the bag, the base, right? Or was it home plate? I don't remember, but they're unbelievable cards. Um, and and people actually really want them. The the resale on them is depending on the card is crazy too. But I think it's just a great thing that Tops does because you get that moment in time, um, especially with the relics. Um, yeah. But like last year, what was it? The 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 bat flips, right? From uh, Acuna, Acuna yeah, and Tatis, right? Re reserved like twenty five of each. <laughs> well, well, those are awesome cards. Yeah, and that's the cool thing is they usually have parallels. They're out of ninety nine, out of forty nine, twenty five, ten five, and then the one of one. Um, so you can get the different colors, and a lot of times you you know people want to buy the one that's going to be a team color match, and it's the. I, Again, some people hate it and, and they'll argue with me till we're both dead that it's a terrible product and that's fine. But I think it's, it's a great product for people that collect because you can collect your player or your team in that specific moment in time. And, you know, if you're at the game and then they make a card from that event from the game you were at, that's, that's kind of a cool thing to have in your collection. And usually the print run on these cards is pretty low, so there's not a whole lot out there. No. What, what, why do people hate them or dislike them so much? I, I don't know. I've, I've heard mixed things. People think it's just a hokey thing for tops to make money. And, you know, my argument to that is, well, tops is a business. So of course they're going to make money and they're, they're putting out something that people can buy and remember that particular moment. Like you said, the, the relics that they, they get are really, I mean, they're pretty solid, especially the lower numbered parallels. They're pretty incredible relics. I don't know. I, I um, have a lot of that stuff in my PC and a lot of guys that buy stuff from me because I'll, I'll, I'll get autographs throughout the year that I sell and, and people, there, there is a demand for it. Um, and I do think it's growing since 2018 when I started collecting again. I think more and more people are um, really interested in those cards and they appreciate collecting them. And I don't know. I, it's just, it's a, it's a fun product. I think it's a fun product. Obviously I wouldn't be a platinum member with tops if I didn't think it was a cool product. No, I, I think it's an awesome product. I think people just, man, they love to hate on everything of like, is it a smart business decision for tops? Absolutely. Because anytime there's a significant event in baseball, whether it's a player or a team, they can make these cards overnight, do the small print runs like you're saying. But so yeah, in that sense, is it a money grab? Sure. Is it a smart business decision? Absolutely. But it's also an awesome product, like you said, for a collector or a fan of that player or that team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm not a race fan at all. I'm actually a Yankees fan, but that, that Rosarina card, I was like, man, this is, 
really cool. He's on freaking fire. Um, and I get a piece of the bag, like, and the bag's dirty in the relic, like, and it yeah. has a little top, has this, the top sticker in it that tells you what game it's from yeah. and everything. So from a collecting standpoint, I think, I think they're amazing. Um, and then didn't they re- recently do a Shohei one? Yeah, so it was so for the longest time this year, Shohei Otani did not have an autograph contract with Tops. So anybody that rips product, whether you're a breaker or a collector, um, early on in the year, up until well, early on in the year, I still don't think he has live autos. The only autos he did have in 2021 product were stickers. So obviously yep. he had signed the, he had signed the stickers previously, and they throw them on the card, and everything's good, but. There haven't been any on-card autos of Otani uh, until the All-Star game, and they renewed his contract um, that night, from my understanding, from my Tops guy, because the next day they had Tops now uh, uh, relic autos of uh, it was a game-used base with his autograph, and those things just absolutely blew up. I mean, I know I reserved a couple for the guys in the group chat. I bought a I bought a couple for myself that I was intending to sell. And they sold really fast. And then, I mean, if you look up, if you look up the card on eBay, then people threw them up on auction and they sold for two, three times what I sold my mine for, which was just mind blowing. But that just goes to show that just goes to show the kind of season Otani's having and how, how much people like collecting his stuff. I mean, it's, you play well, you sell well, you don't play well, you don't sell well. It's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah, I missed that one. Um, he has another one, maybe end of the season or something significant. I'm gonna have to look at maybe getting one. So, what do you have any guidelines for the um, group chat? I always wondered this too. So, yeah, I mean, the right now it's maxed out. You can only have 30 people in a group chat, so I can't add any any more people unless I kick you out. Right. Um, <laughs> don't no, uh, no no don't kick me out. Jesus. I I know. <laughs> no, but the the whole reason the group chat came about, I created a uh, story post that basically said, "Are you interested in Tops Now autos and being able to reserve Tops Now autos before they go on sale and sell out?" And I don't even know if it's an option now, but you could. Uh, it was a yes no question, and if they said yes, you could add immediately add them to a chat. So it was like you said yes, oh. and boom, boom, I can put you in the chat, and I did that. And within a couple of hours, I have 30 people in there. Wow. And uh, a lot, I mean, you could tell a lot were like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm clicking yes on a story because I just click yes on all stories. And it took, it took me a couple of months to, you know, remove people and say, really not interested. I'm not going to keep you in here because people are. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. You know, kick me out. And it's now, I mean, it's turned into a group chat that's not only for, those tops now autos but i mean we have a lot of fun in there and i i wish i wish i could add more people i wish instagram would allow you to add more people um because i i, I constantly get messages from like your guys's friends or you tell me about your friends that want to join i'm like i can't i can't do it unless i kick somebody yeah. out and unfortunately right now that's not an option yeah i think um I only know one person that's been kicked out in recent months, but uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that person, but that's the only person I can think of. I, yeah, I, don't, hmm, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was limited to 30. And then I feel like only the same six or seven people are always talking. So now I have to go back and look who these 30 people are. You, you'd be surprised. I, it's, it is pretty 
active some people more than others but um i don't know it it's it's one of those things i'm i i have that chat just to try and help people get those cards and obviously it's evolved into a chat that's more than that we discuss stuff we're buying and selling and hey should i take this offer on ebay but at some point um i may have to i may have to clean it out a little bit if people aren't really interested if they're if they're only there for the chat about cards and whatnot, that's great. But I created the chat yeah. for tops now reservations. And if, if they're not going to do it, then maybe we have to just make some changes. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just thinking while we're talking, like there really isn't a way for you to have two group chats. Cause then how do you prioritize one over the other and get all the, I mean, it would be a nightmare for you. I, so I created one. I actually created one and oh, I, did you? Up, I had, have i think it's still active but it's not actively run i think there's 15 people that were in that one and i i quickly realized if i have two group chats with 30 that turns into three group chats with 30 and now i've got to send out the email to everybody take reservations collect the money it it just there is no no way that i could manage all that absolutely could not yeah no way i think you're i think you're doing it the right way by doing um the group chat and then buying extras wherever you see fit and then just listing them on your Instagram. That's probably the easiest. Yeah. But, uh, man, I should have bought the other day. That Rizzo card was cheap. Yeah. I, uh, he, well, you know, Rizzo's got COVID. Does he really? I, I, miss I think so. I think my dad sent me a text message. He's like, Oh, Rizzo's just tearing it up in New York. And now he's got COVID. He should have, he's like, he should have stayed in Chicago. But that's been that's been the every every year the last couple of years Yankees has got some sort of theme. Everybody's injured this year. Everybody's got COVID. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But yeah, Rizzo has been tearing it up for the Yankees. And that's that's one of the things with my personal collection. I I like collecting the people, not not the team, the player, not the team. So yeah, I like it when I see Rizzo doing well. I like. I mean. Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant, all three of them hit a home run in their debut with the new team. That's that's kind of cool. That's really cool. So did you get those tops now cards or no? I didn't um, personally, no, because I I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of contradicting myself by saying I didn't get them because <laughs> I collect the player, not the team. But, um, no, I, I didn't add in any of those to my collection. I did buy the Chris Bryant relic autos for, from his home run. Um I bought a bunch to 99, but the one that I bought that I'll probably keep is numbered out of 23, which is his new Jersey number. And it's a hat relic, which with a lower uh, print run should have a pretty cool relic in it. So I'm, I might keep that one. Oh yeah. That one might be cool. I know. Um, I saw the other day, someone <clears throat> made a bad throw to Rizzo and they were like, Oh, my bad on that throw. And he said, just get it near me. And, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, and, he'll pick it out of the dirt for sure. Yeah, yeah. And the Yankees announcer was like, "Yeah, he's got five gold gloves. Just get it anywhere near the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get the out. So that's yep. huge for us. So. Exactly, exactly. You're welcome. Yeah, I just I, the Yankees kill me. It's like I I think Rizzo was a great pickup, and uh, and Gallo. I guess we can watch him swing and strike out like Stanton, but whatever. But uh. <laughs> I don't understand why we're not getting any pictures. <laughs> like, do we not want to yeah. win? I mean, that's the World Series um, has just turned into who has the best pitching rotation. Everyone's got hitters on these yeah. super teams. So it's like, I don't know. I guess we don't want to win. I don't know. I mean, it, it does all come down to pitching. If your bullpen sucks, you're not going to win games. If your starting pitcher sucks, you're not going to win games. It's, I don't know. I'm, 
I, I could never be a GM of a team. That would be a nightmare because I'd pick all the it, I, it's like doing fantasy baseball. It's like, oh, yeah, I'd pick these guys, and then I'd lose every year. I'd, I'd be a terrible GM. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But I just – I wish we would get some sort of pitching Gs. But, um, man, so we've been talking for over an hour, um, I, and I want to be respectful of your time. Um, is there any anything you want to talk about or anything hit on that we didn't? Um, I mean – not necessarily. I don't. I don't think you and I had a real agenda going into this. I obviously appreciate the time. Glad we finally did it. We've been trying to do this for. Um, so happy that we were finally able to nail down a time and a day to get this done. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm. I'm very thankful. Like I said, that you came on. I, it was. It was fun talking to you. I knew it would be. Um, let me ask you something though. So this is going to be episode eleven, season one. Okay. How many how many episodes do I do before I end the season? I'm pretty sure you just ended your season. This is the this is the one that you end on. All right. Season <laughs> season two starts tomorrow. The, the only thing is though, all right, just bear with me for another couple minutes before we end. <laughs> if if I interview this other guy tonight, yeah. you might get bumped. This episode might get bumped to later in the week or or uh, next week. So maybe not- maybe you'll. Maybe this will be season one, episode twelve, the season finale. Or, or I mean, maybe maybe the one that you do after me is the finale, and I could kick off season two. I'm 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 good either way. I'm not I'm not picky. It's not my podcast. It's yours. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just uh, I guess you'll find out tomorrow. So if, if you see a post and you're tagged in, that means I I didn't interview the other guys. So. We'll see what happens. Eric, thank you. I I, uh, I had a lot of fun talking to you um hopefully we'll we'll meet up one of these days i feel like you're one of the guys that uh in real life we'd be friends you know yeah. what i mean um but I, I hope you come on again in the near future for sure yeah i i feel like if uh if you were still in florida i would we my wife's got family there uh we'd be what is it volano beach where the shark teeth are that's where she has family she yeah she's got her aunt lives in jacksonville let me let me know. know the next time I'm sorry. Her aunt lives in St. Augustine, but well, um, so I'm I'm from just south of there, Flagler Beach. So, yeah, if you guys are ever there, let me know. For um, sure, we go home. We go quite. We go home quite a bit to visit family. So, yeah, for sure. All right, cool, man. Well, thanks again. It was good talking to you. I'm, yeah, uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll see you in the group chat here shortly. Uh, probably in as soon as we end. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Take right, care. Have- Yep, have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Break of Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.